Hi, and welcome back to Bounce Forward with me, Tiff Hall. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to elders, past and present. Now, it's really hard to stop at just one Malteser. It's really hard. I get it. Before you know it, the bag has disappeared. We all know eating too much sugar is bad for us. But like, how bad? Three Maltesers? Four? Five? I really want to know. Did you know that on average, Australians consume about 30 teaspoons of sugar, both added and natural, each day? That's 40 jelly beans a day or almost a kilo of sugar a week. This is about twice as much as is recommended. One can of soft drink alone can have as much as 10 teaspoons of sugar. So you can see how easy it could be to not realize how much sugar you're actually ingesting. On a food or drink label, sugar could be called sucrose, glucose, corn syrup, dextrose, malt extract, fruit juice concentrate, just to name a few. It's hiding in there, stashed. That's why it's so easy to get to that 30 teaspoons a day. The World Health Organization recommends sugar should be less than 10% of our total calories. The 10% limit can be calculated to 50 grams a day, 12 teaspoons on average for a woman, and 60 grams, 14 teaspoons for men, based on average energy requirements. The problem is, sugar is addictive. Experts agree that sugar is as addictive, if not more addictive, than cocaine releasing opioids and dopamine in our bodies and triggering drug-like effects such as binging, craving, tolerance, withdrawal, dependence, and reward. Now that's scary. No wonder that chocolate feels so good. So how can we limit our sugar intake? And more importantly, stave off cravings. I've invited Nikki Hart onto the podcast today. Nikki is a New Zealand registered nutritionist with a postgraduate diploma in dietetics. Nikki has over 20 years of experience assisting clients to achieve their nutritional goals, and she's here to help us today. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me today on Bounce Forward. I'm so excited to speak to you because I have so many clients, so many members, people come to me daily asking me about sugar, and I really want to talk to you about sugar because... I love a bit of chocolate. I love a little bit of sugar here and there. But the problem is it's increased over the decades, hasn't it? How has it increased over time and why is sugar so bad for us? Okay, so I think that's the first thing is this villainization of carbohydrates Mm. has started at such a level that now we've got some people who are highly concerned about the value of their food. What we need to know, though, and this is what I say to all my clients, is that the very first sensation you have as an infant, as a newborn, is sweetness. Yes. Because breast breast milk is sweet. And so you learn from a very young age that this makes me feel good, um, this gives me comfort and nourishment and that kind of thing. So that's why we traditionally go back to it. So there's that. Mm. So sweetness is a thing that's always been in our lives. It doesn't get any easier, though, when we have this high manufacturization of carbohydrates where they become so ultra-processed that the only way we can eat them is in a sweetened form. Mm. So I think it's 
we have an absolute plethora of food we can choose from now. Whereas back, if we go back a few decades, because I'm a little bit older than you, my darling, <laughs> um, if we go back a few yeah. decades, um, there wasn't the variety mm. and, and, and there simply wasn't. And so therefore, yes, you may have got lollies or confectionery or whatever, mm. but they're in little bags and you may have got a little bag for five cents and there might have been five lollies in it. But now you can buy a big bag and everything's been upsized. So we've become heightened or aware of sugar and how it makes us feel good and we have access to it. It's as simple as that. We do. And also there's been this whole move away from fat and being scared of, you know, eating fat so it's fat free. But then does that increase our sugar intake because we're going for fat free but there's actually sugar in fat free products? Yeah. So what's what's really intriguing is when we were all in COVID – um, Australia and New Zealand, mm. um, our um, governments got together on the quiet mm. um, and we redid our serving guidelines because our serving guidelines hadn't changed since 1991 and were based on data from the 80s. Right. So it was incredibly out of date. And so we realised as health professionals that things needed to change. But we also knew that back in the day when I first started, there was no such thing as Google. So I was the font of all knowledge when Mm. it came to nutrition. Um, Whereas now people go down these rabbit holes of, oh, my goodness, I'm going to do this diet or that diet or whatever. And people have got scared. Mm. You know, they've got really scared of um, choosing the right food, making sure it's it's suitable for their family. And then, or I'm too tired, I don't care, and I'm just going to grab something. Mm. You know, so we get a lot of that. And I think what I think I'm seeing is that carbohydrates being villainized, and then because of that, carbohydrates under that big umbrella and sugars under that. Yes. And yes, we don't want you to have a high refined sugar diet, but we want you to understand that a little bit of sweetness is okay mm. in your diet, but it's how you place it in there is actually really important. Right. So how do you place it in your diet so that it's not, you know, hurting you? Yeah. So it's a highly inflammatory um, food mm-hmm. because we know that it does that. Um, it's very simple, and your body. But do you know that everything that you eat, everything that you eat, is broken down to blood glucose. Yes. So the body likes blood sugar. It has to work with blood sugar, and so therefore, if it can access it quickly, mm. oh my, it's going to want that. Yes. It doesn't have to work for it, right? Whereas what we're trying to do is get people to not always seek that high sugar option first or to be able to blunt it as part of a meal, Mm. not having it on its own because when it's on its own, you get this big woo and then a big drop, right? such a good tip. Yeah, absolutely. So put it with food. So, you know, like if you want something sweet, put it as part of a meal or as part of a snack, but just don't have it on its own. Yeah, that's a great tip. So if people are addicted to sugar and it is addictive, Mm. right? The more you eat, the more you want. What would you yeah, say? I don't, know if I, I don't know if I truly believe in addiction yeah, right. for sugar. Yeah. I believe it's conditioning behavior or operant conditioning. Okay. So in the fact that I think you can be addicted to alcohol, I think you can be addicted to drugs. Can you be addicted to food? I don't know. Mm. What I do know is that we have this inert behavior that if we like something, we want it more. Mm. So I think it's about slowly walking people backwards. So if someone comes to me and they're used to having three teaspoons of sugar and a cup of coffee, I'm going to be, okay, for the next week, we're going to do two. Mm -hmm. And for the next week after that, we're going to do one. And for the next week, we're going to do half. Because I don't want you just moving into a fake sugar, Mm. thinking your body's getting it when in fact it's not. When we want to actually get you used to not hunting it. 
but I don't think you're addictive. Yeah, right. Interesting. So what other tips do you have to limit your sugar intake then if you are struggling? Okay, so um, as I said, I think it should be part of things and I think there should be no um, guilt or shame. I really believe there should be no guilt or shame around food. I really Mm. don't. Um, We eat for all sorts of reasons. You know, we eat to celebrate, we eat to commiserate, we we eat for all sorts of reasons that's not just function. So you don't have to beat yourself up for having the cupcake. But should you have the cupcake every day? Yeah, probably not. Um, And so it's just like putting it into context, right? Yes. Um, And I think that's the thing because I think what happens, especially when I see many, many clients who come in and go, oh, my goodness, does this mean I'm I'm addicted to sugar? I'm like, no, you're not, but you've Mm. become conditioned to having it every time. And then when you have it, you beat yourself up for it and then you feel bad. Yes. And I don't like that. I really Mm. don't like that. And so I say to my clients, okay, so what if you had half a muffin? Or what if you had half a cupcake? So it's not about not having it. Because that restriction denial yes. just puts Thank you on you another know. slippery. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible it's cycle. Horrible. There's a lot of hacks around sugar as well. There's like, oh, if you're craving sugar, then just have some anti-sugar, something sour, like suck on a lemon, um, coconut oil pulling, all these things that you hear around the traps. What? Do you, do you think that any of them have merit in terms of I'm craving something sweet, I'm going to go and do have a grapefruit, you know? Okay, so where has that come from? Mm. So my thing is um, I think our diet is beca- – well, everybody bangs on about this. Our westernised diet is ultra-processed, so it's actually walking back out of ultra-processing. Mm. But if that's going to be the case, then you've got some other issues where you're going you're gonna to miss that hit from – um, the sweetness from ultra-processed foods, but it's being able to be okay with the fructose yes. that's in fruit or the lactose that's in milk mm-hmm. or the maltose that's in, and understanding that we can't villainize all sugar because sugar's there to crisp in things and it softens. Mm-hmm. The, cr- sugar has a, a job to do, but we only want it to be about 10% of your whole carbohydrate Calories. intake. We don't yeah. want you just hunting it all the time. Yeah, 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 that's amazing. And I wanted to ask you lastly about sweeteners because the World Health Organization came out and said, hey, there's no evidence that it has any impact on long-term weight loss. It's a zero nutritional food. It can actually, you know, increase the risk of diabetes and type 2 diabetes and uh, cardiovascular diseases and things. So what's your take on that? Do you agree? Is it a good management tool? Okay, so back in the day, mm. I was involved in beverages and looking at no sugar alternatives. So I've been in that space. Yes, I've lived wow. in this space as a, as a food technologist or a, f- a nutritionist. And I think it was back in the day, it was more about lowering the total energy balance in your diet. Mm. We just wanted to find a way to reduce your calories, but we weren't teaching people how to eat less or to eat less ultra processed. Mm. We were just going, oh, so you like this? Let's give you a non-nutritive sweetener alternative to it, hoping that you'll still buy the product. What we do know now, and I think um, the brain and the gut are the last bastions of the body. Yes. Um, and we know that if you're putting in non-nutritive sweeteners, we know they're disturbing the microflora balance of your okay. microbiome, which is the good bacteria of your body. So if you're adding these things in, I say to clients, are you necessarily doing yourself a disser- like a disservice mm. by putting something in that's pretend because eventually your body's going to go, 
hey, that's not carbohydrate, that's not sugar, I need something else. So not only have you now added in a non-nutritive sweetener, but now your body's going to go, hey, you've just cheated me, I'm going to go oh, find something else. So you crave more, like you crave sugar and because, carbohydrates Because more. you've you've been cheated. Oh, so it's so not good. only is the bacteria not being yeah. able to deal with it, but the body's going, hang on, that wasn't carbohydrate, what do I need? And so I think what we're finding is that we hoped that it was going to give you a sh- a non-sugar hit, but we're beginning to see that it could be detrimental long-term. And so what I'm saying to clients is, look, please don't villainize sugar. Treat it in the context that it's supposed to be mm. as a treat. But the trick is going, if you're adding a lot into your daily diet, how do you tweak it without feeling like you're on a diet? So that's mm. like reducing the amount of sugar you're putting in a a cup of coffee or Mm -hmm. tea, or it could be something as simple as going, how many condiments do you use in a day? Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, Sauces Mm -hmm. and those kind of things can be really highly sweetened. Mm -hmm. And so we need to go, okay, am I doing that? And I'm adding sugar to my coffees. And I've had a sugar-sweetened beverage. And I've had a sugar-sweetened cereal. It does. So, but don't try and eliminate it all at once mm. because you're just going to hate it. So, walk it backwards is the thing that I say yeah, to all my clients. That's really good advice. Thank you so much, Nikki. So helpful. And I love that you don't hate on sugar and it's not a zero sugar policy. It's really lovely, actually, and very helpful for everybody listening. So, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. What a breath of fresh air that we can have a little bit of sugar a little treat every now and then and that Nikki wants us to work sugar into our diet in a nice way where we enjoy it guilt-free but just to be vigilant and make sure that we have moderation around sugar. It's not the enemy. It's not going to hurt you but we do need to make sure that we're eating it with a meal or eating it as part of something. Don't have sugar on its own. That's what I take away from this because it's just going to spike that insulin and make you feel, whoo, as Nikki says. If you want to find out more about Nikki, head to her website, nikkiheartnutrition.co.nz. Lots of information there. I'm so happy that Nikki was able to join us today. Hope you enjoyed listening. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed it. Happy days.